Welcome back in Brady Farkas show right here on a Monday on WDEV AM and FM and WDEV radio.com Patriots beat the Jaguars 50 to 10. And as a result, 10 and six headed to the playoffs. I was at the game yesterday. I spent nearly all of the first segment just talking about my experience at the game. So now let's get to the game itself with our buddy, Zach Cox, Patriots reporter over at Nesson. Zach, happy new year. How are you? I'm doing great, Brady. Thanks for having me. It's been a while. Yeah, been a while. Last time we spoke, I think, was back in uh, in March, and we both thought Cam Newton was going to be the uh, starter for this team. I will say, whether it was with Cam or with Mac, I thought the Patriots could get to this exact spot. Like I said, 10 or 11 win team. I think they could contend, to contend for a wild card spot in the playoffs. So as impressive as what Mac Jones has done, is it surprising to you? Not really. Uh, similar to, to what you just said, going into this season, this is – kind of where I expected the Patriots to be uh, in maybe right around 10 wins competing for a wild card spot, which they now have at least a wild card spot because they did clinch a playoff spot yesterday. Uh, I think, I don't think this team would be as good as they currently are if they did have Cam Newton and not Mac Jones. I think Mac Jones certainly has added um, an element to this team that they didn't have with with Cam behind center. Um, We'll see what their ultimate postseason ceiling looks like um but yeah it's it it is kind of funny that after all the months of discussion the Patriots really are kind of right back where a lot of people thought they would be at this time of the year is all fixed in Foxborough because of what we saw yesterday or is it just is it the portion of the college football schedule where Alabama plays you know some division two team and then gets back into conference play uh, yeah, this was definitely a uh, a Charleston Southern type game uh, for the <laughs> Patriots. But uh, again, I mean, you you can't control who you play on your schedule. You can't control the fact that this game was against a two win Jaguars team that was missing a dozen guys on the COVID list. Uh, didn't have their their top running back. Uh, had already fired their head coach. Basically, a complete disaster of an opponent in this game. But when you play a team like that, you're supposed to go out and dominate, and that's what exactly what the Patriots did in this game. So uh, I have a hard time really knocking them for anything uh, that happened in this game, just because it was such a decisive victory against a clearly overmatched opponent. Um, I'm not ready to say that just because they beat up on the Jaguars, that everything is great. And they, they are now back to being Super Bowl contenders. Like everybody thought they were a couple weeks ago. Uh, I, I definitely think that this week in Miami uh, will say a lot about this team. Uh, and then obviously whoever they end up facing in the first round of the playoffs. But it was certainly an encouraging step in the right direction. And you can kind of view this team as as being back on track a little bit uh, after a couple kind of hectic, chaotic weeks. You know, one of the things that was unique and cool about being in the stadium yesterday was, you know, I got there about 90 minutes beforehand and you're looking up on the big board at the stadium and you're seeing all the players come out and you just saw an energy that I don't know that had been there the last couple of weeks. Dancing Kendrick Bourne was a trip to watch on the uh, on the Jumbotron there. Um, it seemed like they were having fun, and it seemed like there was a joy that hadn't been there the last couple of weeks. Am I reading it right, or am I just not in the stadium every week to see it? No, I think that's accurate. I think there was definitely some more juice uh, from the players just watching the the end, kind of the, the, the fourth quarter of this game once everything had been really decided and most of the starters were out. Guys were just having a great time on the sideline. They were kind of laughing it up. You, you saw that clip that's been all over the place of Bill Belichick uh, laughing with Mac Jones and Kendrick Bourne on the sideline, which uh, obviously is something you don't typically see from Bill <laughs> Belichick in the middle of a game. But yeah, Belichick this, said this morning, I believe it was on WEI, that the Patriots had one of their better weeks of practice 
uh, in a while leading into this game. Uh, Jamie Collins said last week that they might have gotten a little bit complacent uh, after their seven-game winning streak, and some of that might have contributed to the fact that they did lose those two straight games. So it it did seem like something sort of clicked in the minds of the Patriots last week where where they said, uh, all right, we're going down a track that is going to end in disaster if we keep going down this way and kind of we just need to shift our mindset and, and get back to to what we were doing earlier in the year and surely or it, at least for one game that that seemed to have worked because they really came out and, and fixed a lot of the issues that had been plaguing them in those two losses they they started fast they were great on third down they didn't have a ton of penalties they didn't have any turnovers really a lot of those self-inflicted errors that really killed them against the Colts and against the Bills you didn't see those in this game. Again, consider the opponent. It was a very overmatched Jaguars team, but it was really a step in the right direction in a lot of ways, I think. Zach Cox, Pat's insider over at Nesson with us here on the Brady Farkas Show, reacting to the Patriots' 50-10 to win over the Jags yesterday at Gillette Stadium. You know, former Patriots linebacker Ted Johnson said on your television rival yesterday that he thought the Pats took too much satisfaction from this win yesterday. How do you react to a comment like that? I mean, I guess it depends. Maybe we won't know until we see how they come out next week. Uh, if yeah. they're kind of riding high after this loss and, and they come out sloppy and slow uh, against the Dolphins in week 18, then you can say maybe they were reading press clippings that, that shouldn't have even been been printed after a game like this. Um, but uh, I, I kind of viewed it the same way that you did. I think it's a good thing that this team had that kind of energy and that kind of excitement coming into this game. Uh, as long as they view it through the the correct lens of this was just one game against a pretty terrible team and not, Oh, great. We're back. Everything's fixed. Um, but just from talking to, to some of the guys after the game, that wasn't the sense that I got from this team. So um, yeah, I, I'm going to reserve judgment on that. And before I, until I see how they look down in Miami, but uh, I didn't view it as a big issue. For all the warts that Nikhil Harry has as a pass catcher or a route runner, He is known to be a very good run blocker and known to be physical in the run game. Patriots like to run the football. They're going to need to run the football in the playoffs. So do you think that this is a one-off performance by Christian Wilkerson and Harry's back in there when they become a run-based team again in the playoffs? Or is Harry done now? I don't know. It's it's going to be tough to, in my mind, it's tough to justify putting Nikhil Harry back into the lineup after what happened yesterday I mean he was he was a healthy scratch after playing almost every snap against Buffalo the week before and just really failing to make an impact only had two catches for 15 yards in that game had the really bad drop uh had some which looked like a a potential maybe effort issue on the uh on the interception that came right after that drop and talking to to Bill Belichick after the game and this morning he said that he put Christian Wilkerson in there because Wilkerson proved that he or he deserved this opportunity based on what he had shown behind the scenes. Uh, and Bill Belichick also included a little line that said, it's it's nice to see a guy go in there and, and actually kind of capitalize on his opportunity and prove to his teammates that he can do that in, in those kind of spots, which obviously is something that we really haven't seen Nikhil Harry do uh, really over the course of his entire Patriots tenure. So I don't know, maybe he is back in, in into the lineup next week. Uh, he definitely does bring value as a run blocker. Uh, I, I think that's, I mean, even if it's a little bit overstated, it's definitely a strength of his game. But uh, I don't know. The fact that he was not in this lineup when Nelson Aguilar was out with a concussion and he would have played another pretty large role, uh, 
I don't know. It's mm-hmm. in my mind. I wouldn't. I personally wouldn't put put him back in there, uh, especially because come playoff time, you'll be able to use Christian Wilkerson without calling him up from the practice squad because you get unlimited uh, elevations in, in the playoffs. So uh, I don't know. To me, this this seemed like it could potentially be a a kind of sign of of the end for Nikhil Harry uh, in New England. I don't know if that's an overreaction or not, but. It just, it seems like they've really tried everything they can with this guy and nothing is really working. You know, on the other side, it's not every day that you get to see the number one pick in the draft in his draft year. So what'd you make of Trevor Lawrence? I I understand, you know, he stared down a receiver, at least on one of his picks. Um, the Miles Bryant interception, I thought was more of a drop than something that Lawrence, per, you know, did wrong. What'd you make of Lawrence overall? He made some plays. He's definitely got talent. I, I mean, you saw the scramble for the first down. Uh, you saw a couple pretty good downfield passes from him. It, it's just so hard to judge him in this offense and in this this franchise that he's currently a part of. Just everything is such a mess around him. Uh, you, you can watch him and you see the the tools, you see the talent, you see the potential, but it just hasn't translated on the field because he's playing with a bunch of replacement level guys for a team that was just kind of embroiled in turmoil all season as I mentioned already fired their head coach a couple weeks ago it's just I have a really hard time making any kind of projections or conclusions about Lawrence based on what we've seen from him this season and to me that's why that's why the this hire for the Jaguars whoever they end up bringing in as their new head coach to replace uh, Urban Meyer is just absolutely crucial for them because if if you miss on that next coaching hire if you bring in somebody else that just doesn't work out and flops quickly that's that's the kind of thing that could ruin this uh, a quarterback like this even one as talented as Trevor Lawrence so I definitely saw some potential from him uh, but I'm hoping they put some things together down there and they they put some pieces around him because I, I do think he can still be a very good quarterback does Tom Brady's unwavering support of Antonio Brown make Brady unlikable in any way? You could say that. Um, I'm interested to see how everything shakes out with this Antonio Brown thing, uh, especially with, with Brady's comments on the kind of seeming to, to hint towards some, some, some mental illness issues or or some mental problems, at least coming out of this. So uh, I do have a hard time drawing big conclusions from, from this incident too, but I mean, it does seem like this is something that a lot of people predicted. It probably came a little bit later than most people were were thinking. I mean, I was honestly pretty surprised that he made it through that whole first season with the Buccaneers. But now here in year two, you had the the whole vaccination card thing. And then this is just one of the more public blowups in the middle of a game by a star player that I can remember. I mean, yeah. I personally can't remember a, a similar situation to this with a player as high caliber as Antonio Brown. And obviously Brady has been his, his biggest uh, fan and biggest supporter uh, for the last couple of years. So I definitely don't think it looks great um, from Brady's perspective that he did kind of advocate so hard for this guy. And, and this is how it, it ends up ending for him in Tampa. Zach Cox of Nesson Patriots reporter. I'll get you out of here on this. You know, yesterday was my first Patriots game and I've, you know, I go to a handful of NFL games. I think it's like my fourth one in seven years. You don't realize until you are at a game how attached you are to the first down line on TV <laughs> games. Like, you don't realize, like, just how much you miss it. You go the other way. You see most games in person. What is different for you watching on TV than watching in person? The big thing is the replays for me. The first down line is definitely 
uh, definitely important. But from where we are in the press box, you have a pretty good kind of sense of everything. But the replays are tough. Sometimes I go back and, and watch a game, or I typically go go back and, and rewatch the game the next day. And there are moments that I honestly just kind of completely miss in real time, especially mm-hmm. if they're like a, a real tight, tight zoomed in replay of a certain play that just isn't really evident from, from watching it in person. So it's a different experience. I, I like being at the game. You like having the crowd, you like kind of being able to see some things that, that you don't see on TV. But I would say the viewing product is probably better from home watching on the TV with how good these broadcasts are nowadays uh, than being out there in the stands. But it, it, it's always fun to be at a football game though. So I can't really complain. I have determined that society would be a lot happier if we just carry giant video boards around. Because I have never seen people get as happy as they do when they appear on the Jumbotron (laughs) that I saw yesterday. I mean, these people were just loving life. Every single one of them. Five-year-old kids, 55-year-old women, it did not matter. Hey, it's it's a big win. Whenever you get up on the video screen, that's a a (laughs) daymaker right there. Zach Cox, Pat's insider over at Nesson. Follow his work on social media. He's great. Always generous with his time with us. Zach, we will talk to you again soon. Absolutely. Thanks, Brady.